Hello and welcome to the new Digital Age PMU podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing women that have taken part in the Practice Makes Some Perfect programme. A course developed in association with Amy Keane that helps women find and finesse their public voices. Hey, Cecilia, hi. Welcome to the PMU NDA podcast. Do you want to kick off and uh, tell us a bit about yourself? You, you, who are you, your job title, where you work, and you know a bit about your background. That'd be fantastic. Yes, of course. Hi, Justin. So I'm Cecilia Francon, Head of Global Marcom at Adform, and my passion and my whole career has been around marketing specifically um, B2B marketing and most of it in um, ad tech and telcos for the past 25 years. Fantastic. So your, the title of your talk, which is 25 years of B2B marketing, B2B marketing still learning. Nice title. So, you know, what, in a nutshell, what have we learned over the last 25 years and how has B2B marketing changed? And I know that's quite a big question to answer, but 25 years sounds a long time. I've been in the industry about the same amount of time and I think it has been a massive change. So what do you think, what are the headlines? How has B2B marketing changed over this last couple of decades? So my headline actually is the essence has not changed, which for me, that's it. The craft and the art of marketing has not changed. Common sense needs to stay there and needs to be the, I don't know the word in English, you know, like in the boats, the uh, top front of the boats where they head, that's how I feel uh, marketing uh, has been since I started until now. Of course, there's been changes around, a lot of industry changes. But uh, basically, um, I think five, like there are five things that I believe um, have not changed that much, which is amazing in five years, in 25 years. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, and um, those um, are mainly that Technology has changed, but so technology, I would love to talk about technology, sales team, stock messaging, simplicity, and feedback. Those are the things that I believe have stayed the same in the in B2B marketing uh, since I started. You say technology stayed the same, which is kind of funny because technology done the same for about in the same year, really, on the same week sometimes. So why do you say technology no. stayed the same? No, no I, didn't mean, I didn't mean it like that. It was more that technology like has been, of course, there's been huge, huge changes. I started, I started working, can you imagine? Uh, we had to print the communication for all employees and leave it on the desk one by one and I was product manager at the Spanish telco uh, at the time Telefonica incumbent and um, the star product was mega fax which was one fax to distribution list of faxes can you imagine so of course technology now has changed that completely and we have can we have so such a broad variety variety of um, for example communications channels thanks to technology but what I mean is technology has helped marketeers, has made our lives easier. Uh, so has enhanced our role. That's, that's how I feel about technology. But I don't think technology has come on top of marketing. That's what I meant. Okay, that's, that's a good point. I think there's, there's so many channels now out there for marketers to use it. And 
in you know getting traps audiences so many channels day by day that they, they grow you know you've got clubhouse which has just exploded now and it's, it's doing really well uh, so how do you think how can b2b marketers decide which channels are most effective you know if you are a, a tech company nowadays do you suddenly pull all your investment back from i don't know Facebook and now put it into Clubhouse. How do marketers decide which channels to use? Especially, not every marketer has unlimited budgets. True, true. So I think uh, for us, it's a matter of, of testing, testing, trying, measuring results, which technology has now helped, helped us so much. Before I measured results, going to each sales guy and asking, so what was the result of that event? Did you, did you book meetings after three months? And what did you sell something after your meeting? And now you just check it on Salesforce, which is much easier. So, um, and we have all these tools that bring us data. And it's a matter of, um, of um, doing, yeah, of, of an analyzing this data scene and testing a lot. And I love making mistakes. And my 25 years of learning is actually 25 years of making big mistakes and enjoying it. And, uh, and, I, and I think that's, that's what marketers have to do. Big mistakes, it's very true. It's how you learn, I guess. So, you mentioned events. I'm interested to get your view on events because obviously, events are such a critical thing in the B2B marketing world. And obviously, events have been decimated. They're starting to come back slowly. I mean, got Demexco and Canline talking about yes, it's going to happen this year. No one knows quite sure what the truth will be. But what do you think is the future for events post COVID, post this year of rethinking? You know, how, how will events come out? So, um, so as you in, in all my, my companies, I have been part of this. We have sponsored all these huge events. And I, I really think they're not, when we have the chance, they won't disappear. They won't. Because marketing and sales, it's a, it's, um, and selling, it's around human relationships. I, I really, I really feel it's, it's, it's going to be there the whole time. Actually, I was reading this, um, this article from, uh, from uh, Forrest. No, sorry, from Gardner. 80% of uh, sales interactions, they say, will be uh, digital through digital channels by 2025. And I was reading the whole article and I thought, uh, because they were linking it into the sales guys disappearing, that there would be one extra channel. And I thought, they are so wrong. <laughs> they are so wrong. And like the sales guys are going to be the essence of all those channels. It doesn't matter whether we're doing, you know, now a Zoom call or, or if we're together at an event. There's always, you need that guidance from the sales guy and to have that opportunity to be there in the event in Cannes, the Mexico. But then if we meet and we touch and then we see each other like this in a Zoom call, results are going to boost. It's, it's completely different. So I really think, yeah, events are going to happen. Of course, we might have limited budgets. We will use them more wisely, but I think we've had that trend of limited budgets with marketing for a long, long time. And you know, marketing budgets are always cut the first, and we know how to be creative and how to, to make the most of them. So I don't think they will disappear. If we have the chance, they will come back. Of course, we will still have the virtual ones. Uh, it will be a, a mix, mix. You mentioned creativity there. Uh, and one of the things that's often talked about when it comes to B2B marketing is how, how it relates to things like uh, B2C. You know, and in B2C marketing, emotion is all, you know, B2B marketing has been accused of being sometimes a bit soulless. And so how do you, well, how does your role of, role of emotion play in B2B marketing? You know, how, how far can B2B ape the sort of the, 
yeah. tips, tricks in consumer? Yeah, actually, I, I, I'm, I love it. I love that you asked this, that question because in the end, you know what? B2B buyers are consumers as well. <laughs> We all, the B2B buyers, they, they do their online shopping for the latest pants that they love. And actually at Adform, for example, the, la the past three years, our engineers have been adapting our technology, our platform. So it looks much more like the Facebook, like the, all the, the apps that people normally use, because that was the feedback we gathered for customers. So we came out and we launched this amazingly friendly and simple to use platform to make the lives easier. So B2B, uh, and I, you know, it's so funny because always, oh, B2B is so boring. B2B, I, I did B2C for a while and moved back to B2B because I missed it so much. I think you need to be actually more creative and the it's a one, more one-on-one -on -one relationship as, as well. Like you get to know the customer more, much more than when you're doing B2C and a spot for millions and millions of people that you don't get to know. I get to accompany my sales guys to a meeting with the customer. And that's such a privilege. And, and you hear directly from the customer. And that's, it, that makes it much more emotional and human because you get to know them. My so what do you think of uh, disciplines like account-based marketing, you know, when companies will focus just on certain key accounts and, and trim down their own communications? Do you think that's, that's the way to go, that it should be so uh purely focused on 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 your key customers you know to, to the detriment of others how should there be that key focus on on the big accounts it's not just big accounts it, uh, for me it's not just it depends of course on the on the company as well because sometimes you know sometimes SMEs or small but of course i definitely think you need to have key account plan if you do have those for those bigger accounts of course it needs to be personalized customized whole company involved doing specific marketing plans for each one of those big accounts i think that's that's makes total sense and it pays off and it's uh, the way to go with the bigger ones but that doesn't mean you're ignoring the other ones the other ones you need to take care of as well that's hmm, that's part of it okay so what what are you most excited about when it comes to your job at the moment in terms of new technologies to use, you, you know, new potential events coming out there, but you know, what, what makes you excited and more to go up when it comes to B2B marketing at the moment? At the moment that it keeps changing, like marketing plans are never what you plan at the beginning of the year or end of the year. They change, change, change. And it's, but not just now, it's been like for the, I would say for the past 10, 10 years, it's constant change and adaptation and for example i was also reading from uh, from this vp research in uh, in uh, gardner that now due to corona uh, cmos feel comfortable saying i don't know and i'm like now i'm like i've been saying i don't know for the past 25 years and i've become an expert at finding who knows i think that's really important like what marketers need to do as well like find out i remember when i when i got fired first time in, in, uh, as product junior product manager and for this uh, telco. And my, my boss, uh, he, CMO, I said, you know what, but I, come, I came from finance actually, from auditing. And I said, I don't know anything about technology. This was the sub that subsidiary that of the telco that was starting to do the internet in Spain at the time. And I said, I know nothing about technology. And he said, that's why I want you because you're going to make 
my customers understand, if you understand, if you can translate that, you know, that language from the engineers into what customers can, can, can understand, and that's it. So in, you know, especially because I'm in ad tech and telcos, there's always uh, changes in our products, in our platforms, and we need to be so fresh and, uh, and learn, learn, learn. It's, it's, I, I just love marketing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so much Excellent. fun. Okay, let's end uh, on when you're sitting in Madrid. Uh, we just talked before this, you know, the bars and restaurants are open. I'm very jealous. In London, they're definitely not. But, you know, the pandemic, you can't get away from it. The pandemic has actually potentially had some really positive outcomes, you know, in terms of consumer behavior, uh, technology adoption, all these things that, yeah, beyond the obvious, very negative side of the pandemic. What do you, you think is the most beneficial thing? that will come out of this from when the pandemic's finally in control all over the world. You know, what, what are you most in, optimistic about? You talking professionally or personally? Uh, let's choose either. <laughs> so professionally, I think um, we have like, it, from marketing point of view, we have, we have learned to try, 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 test, test, test in a more speedy way than we had done before. And I think that's, that's, that's so positive for, for us as professionals and to be able to, to, to do this. Because as I said, I love making mistakes, but having an environment where it's really allowed and, um, and you need to do differently because it's a bit different situation. I think for us, as professionals, for not just in marketing, but for everybody, that's that's a privilege to be yeah, to have lived this, and and yeah, and and personally, I think like everybody else, like you know, when when we were completely locked, and now being like every time I go out, like you said, I go to a terrace, I drink my coffee, I just enjoy it ten thousand times more than I did before. I think it's a I think that's a lovely way to make sure and enjoying it 10,000 times more than before. I think, yes, exactly how I feel very soon. Cecilia, it's been fantastic spending time with you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye, Justin. Nice to see you. And thank you for listening.